Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Q&A with myself. I'm Clemo Young, and I'm your host. And today I'm going to be covering the question or answering the question, how can I cure heartache? Heartache is one of the worst, if not the worst feeling in the world. I've had it a number of times. It feels like your entire world is falling apart. It's worse than the hardest punch to the face. It's worse than the harshest word or criticism or judgment. So, you know, I understand how it feels, um, but the good news is it doesn't last forever. And if you employ certain strategies, it doesn't have to last long at all. And that's what this is about. So I'm gonna go through six types of strategies that you can implement, not in any particular order, although I've tried to make them in order, um, but it's on a case-by-case basis, so it's not always gonna be the same for everybody. Um, And, you know, before I start, there's two different types of heartache that I'm thinking of. So just to be clear, the first type is loss of a loved one, so that might be a death in the family or the death of a loved one, um, or the disappearance even sometimes. Uh, and the second one is the one that I'm actually answering, which is the rejection or breakup. So maybe you've been in a relationship that ended recently. Maybe you were trying to get into a relationship and you were rejected. So there is, I just want to make sure because it's different for each. I'm focusing on the second one, the rejection of a potential partner or a partner, not the loss of a loved one because it's so different. So just to be clear now, here are the six tips to overcoming heartache as quickly as possible. Number one cry it out, vent it out, right? And then move on. Like what I mean by move on is remove every trace of them from your everyday life, even if it's just temporary. Because when you don't do that, when let's say for example, when you're still connected on social networks, when you still have their photos on your phone, it's really difficult to move on uh, mentally and emotionally because you're always reminded of them, right? Always reminded of the good times. You're always seeing what they're posting. Maybe they're posting about you and you wanna know, right? But it's not healthy. Even if you want to know, you don't need to know. Do you understand? Like, do yourself a favor. I know that the draw is intense sometimes to know what they're thinking, um, whether there's something to retaliate to, you have to defend yourself. You, no, 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 you don't need to do any of that. Look, people will be people, all right? And they're probably not doing that. You're probably overreacting or thinking about it too much. So do yourself a favor and temporarily, if only temporarily, remove them from, I would actually, I would recommend doing it temporarily because, so take the photos, put them somewhere safe, put them somewhere you're not gonna, you know, always see them on your phone and then just remove them or block them from your social and you can add them later. The reason why, again, is that you can just get some space for your brain, get some space for your heart and focus elsewhere and move on. Second one, depending on your personality type, you might wanna spend time with friends and a support group or alone or both of them. And I personally like both of them. I think it's important to have for me as an individual, because it's a case by case basis. Maybe you're super introverted. Maybe you don't want to spend time with other people because it might remind you of them or whatever. Uh, As long as you know what works best for you, but definitely try to know what works best for you because it might not always feel good, but you might need it. Meaning if it doesn't feel good to be around other people, you might still need to be around other people. 
because you, if you recognize that your brain's just going over and over and over again and you're getting worse and you're doing things you don't want to do and you're thinking things you don't want to think and you're feeling things you don't want to feel, <laughs> then maybe you really do need someone to come and annoy you, right? So that you can finally like be distracted and move on. Now, most of the time, it is annoying to have support group kind of tell you, oh, don't worry about them. Like they were an idiot or they didn't mean anything or right. It sometimes really is good to have people around like that, even if you don't feel like you want to hear it because you need to hear it. You know what I'm trying to say? So that's one thing. Now, the other is to spend time alone, make a block of time. When I broke up with my most recent, uh, most intense relationship, I knew that I needed to have a, a moment by myself because I had to think about things properly and I had to go through the motions. So I took a month off. I went to another country. I know this is not possible for everyone, but I'm an extreme person, right? So I went to another country, I took a month off and I literally just spent that time almost completely alone. Like I would meet people in the mall, right? I'd go to a cafe, I'd be like, but the, every other moment of the day was just me alone. I was meditating, I was thinking, I was writing, I was just letting it go, letting it come out, letting it surface and seeing it for what it really was, right? And that brings me on to the next point, which is to get some perspective. This is number three, get some perspective, see the bigger picture. And what I mean by this is, Look, there's 7.6 billion people on the planet today, approximately. And that's a lot of people. There's at least 10,000 or tens of thousands of people that you could, theoretically, you could meet them in your lifetime. And so I'm just trying to paint the picture of how ridiculous it is to allow ourselves to get fixated on the thought or the idea or the belief that there's one person out there who's gonna make our lives special and meaningful and amazing. It's not true. It's not true. That's a romantic thought, all right? It's nice, it's cute, but it's not true. And if you do believe it and it doesn't work out for you, which there's a high probability, right? Because relationships don't always work out. There's a high probability of a relationship not working out. Then you're only hurting yourself if you choose to believe that lie, all right? So there's at least a few thousand people you can meet um, and you know, go out and start to find people. The only way you can go out and start to find people is if you allow yourself to clear out that emotional baggage that you've got right now, okay? You see how I'm trying to prioritize these. It might not be the priority for you. It might not be the, uh, the sequence for you, but I think it's making sense so far. You're clearing yourself out. You're giving yourself some space. You're recognizing the bigger picture. You're seeing things for what they really are. You're reminding yourself of the truth out there, right? There's other people. There's more opportunities. There's more things to experience with other people. And uh, I just want to say these few things, right? We're not supposed to always get what we want in life. In fact, if you really think about it, if you're really honest and you think about it, most of the growth that you experience, most of the learning and the maturing that you experience comes from not getting what you want, doesn't it? It's the failure, it's the rejection, it's the loss, it's the 
time to think about what went wrong and how do I improve that makes us better people, that allows us to grow, and that allows us to have the actual things we really wanted in the first place. All right, whether that's just as something as simple as happiness, fulfillment, or whether it's something a little bit more specific like the perfect partner. I mean, you think you might have had the perfect partner with the person that rejected you or that you had a heartbreak with. Now, it might not be they rejected you, you could have rejected them and it's still a heartbreak. Maybe you're having second thoughts, maybe you're getting cold feet about breaking up with them. But the reality is, look, there's something there to learn from. There's a reason why it's happening, okay? And, you know, like I said, we're not supposed to have everything we want. The faster we fail in relationships, the faster we're gonna grow and learn and recognize what's really healthy for us and who we want. We're gonna attract that in our lives. That's a completely different conversation and I can have that one all day. So stay tuned, I'm probably gonna do, like I've already done some podcast episodes on things like the law of attraction with others, um, but I'll, I'll talk to you about that later at the end. You can leave some comments or let me know. So, you know, rejection makes you feel empty inside, but you're not empty, right? You're not, you weren't empty when you met them and you felt fine. Remember, when you first felt, uh, met this person, you were just you. You were a functioning person, an adult. Uh, you were complete as far as you're concerned, probably. And so you've given power to that person. You have allowed them to take your own self-worth to a certain degree. If you're feeling down, and look, it's okay. Like, I'm not saying it's wrong. Like I also felt that too, and I go through it as well. You give yourself to someone else because you put them on a pedestal and you tell yourself, yes, it's all or nothing. This is the person. And then when things don't work out, you feel like they've taken that piece of them, of you with them that you gave them. Your hopes and dreams, your future, your sense of self, your well-being, your, your, your reason for existing. You gave it to them and they walked away with it. They threw it in the trash, not walked away with it, they threw it away. It's not true, it's in your mind, it's in your mind. Don't trick yourself. I know it's romantic, but don't trick yourself. You're fine, you're full, you're complete, you just don't remember it yet, okay? So you need to do the work to get it back. Number four, subscribe to motivational, inspirational, and educational content like this, like mine, <laughs> like Unleashed Love. Seriously, do it because every single day you can go through your social feed, your email, um, YouTube. You can really, really help yourself by always consuming things that are telling you exactly what I'm telling you right now, the truth. You need to know the truth every single day because you forget so quickly when you're in this mindset, when you're in this emotional state, you don't retain that information because it's logical, right? You're operating from an emotional standing. You're, 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 everything is about how you feel. So you constantly need to have that uh, stimula, uh, stimuli rather. So you constantly need to have that stimuli, which is logical and truthful. Um, and then you, you, know, you can eventually remember what's really true and what's really not. Do not abuse substances. This is number five. Don't abuse substances, not even a little bit. All right, I mean, I, I don't know who you are. Maybe you've got complete self-control when it comes to that kind of thing. So in that case, trust yourself. But as a general rule of thumb, I wouldn't do it because uh, emotions are strong things. And 
When you start to realize you can numb yourself just by drinking or smoking weed or whatever it is that you choose, um, it can spiral into some kind of lifestyle. Now, this really starts out as just a way to help yourself deal with that. And it could be prescription medication too. Look, they're all drugs. They're all substances that are designed to alleviate the symptoms. But the challenge with this kind of a condition is that you should not be alleviating anything because you have to feel it anyway. It has to come out one way or another, otherwise it's gonna stay inside, right? You know, right, you, you, you heard before about how people carry things to their death, about how the stress killed her, right? It just finally got to her, right? It broke her down over time. We have to let out our emotions, we have to express them, and we have to spend time with them, and we have to confront them. And I, it took me a long time to learn this, right? The, my, the time that I spent alone that I told you about, that was key. That was pivotal in me actually understanding how this all works. And now that I finally do, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do things that are designed to numb how I feel right now because I want to feel everything. Because I know that if I don't, it's just going to linger around inside, okay? And I don't want that. I want to be clear of all the negativity that's going to hold me down, it's going to drag me down. And the only way I can do that is by confronting it and feeling it and letting it out, right? So no substance abuse. Number six, and this is the last one, find things to do that help you relieve the mental emotional strain. So in, in the place of doing the abusive kind of self-abuse, the, the substance abuse, do working out instead, like train yourself. Uh, that releases some really great endorphins, makes you feel amazing. Yeah, it's an, it, it doesn't, it's not as sexy as just grabbing a, a martini <laughs> or whatever it is that you were thinking of, but it's definitely, definitely the right choice. It's definitely a better choice. Oh, by far, by far. It's, it's almost immeasurable how better it is because not only are you helping yourself overcome the mental, emotional trauma that you're going through, faster than you would if you weren't working out or you weren't doing the list that I'm about to say, you are also extending your life span by just becoming healthier in the process, which is why it's immeasurably better than grabbing a drink. Meditate. I meditated every day when I went away for a month and spent time alone. Meditation is, if you're not familiar with it, really just the art of focusing on yourself focusing on the moment, focusing on something, but just allowing your mind to clear and be empty. And when you do that, it's incredible what can happen physiologically. I can't explain it in a way that you would understand it clearly because you have to do it. You have to go through the process, but trust me, there is something really profound in meditating. And it doesn't have to be, you know, the old traditional kind of like bang the symbol and just sit for an hour. No, there are faster meditations. You can do five minute meditations, 10 minute meditations. You can do yoga meditations, stretching meditations, breathing meditations. You can do all these different types of meditations. 
You can meditate while you're cleaning the dishes. You can meditate while you're doing something. It really is just about clearing your mind. So I highly recommend meditating. Cold showers is another one. Um, something that I stumbled across a year ago. Uh, I started doing cold showers every day um, and I haven't, I've missed maybe two or three days in a whole year. And I live in the UK, so it's pretty cold sometimes, especially in winter. Uh, but, you know, it, even if you live in a warmer country, it's still a challenge to get into a cold shower. But what it does is it resets your brain and it actually also helps to release endorphins. And it also helps to increase circulation and it also helps to burn brown fat and all of these really technical things. But ultimately, you're improving your physical well-being and your mental, emotional well-being. When you get out of that cold shower, if it's a cold one, right? When you've had the first cold shower and you've done it for like a minute to start with, then you, I laughed. I laughed for the first few times uncontrollably after I got out of the shower because my body was feeling so, it, it was like, it was like, it was letting the stress out, right? The stress was all coming out. I was laughing it out. And so there are blockages of negative energy and you're kind of building up some now with the trauma that you're going through and cold showers uh, really worked for me to actually re relieve the energy, the negative energy from some of those parts of my body. Um, so that's another little micro strategy you can use. Try walking in nature, breathing the fresh air, you know, looking at what's beautiful, reminding yourself of what life's really about. It's not about all of this bullshit that we read online. It's not about, uh, you know, the mind games that we play with each other. It's not about the um, economy. It's not about uh, politics. It's just look up at the stars, look up at the sky, look at the trees, look at the in nature, look at the beauty of it all. Look at how amazing we are, right? Remember, okay, you're much more than you think you are. You're part of an amazing universe of things that you barely even notice. Let's be honest, you barely notice this stuff. I barely notice this stuff. I'm saying it because it matters and it's real and it, you should do it. Uh, singing, playing the guitar, dancing, anything expressive, express yourself and let it out. I hope that this really helped you. I kind of went off on a tantrum there and ranted for a while, but I'm glad that I did because it's actually helped me. You know, I learn a lot when I speak on these Q&As because I start to remind myself of the things that I've forgotten. So if you have any questions or comments, please leave them. Let me know, message us, DM. You can get through straight to me through the IG DM. Uh, leave us an email, go to our website, find our contact form. We're always here, always happy to help. And let me know what you want me to cover in the next Q&As. And I'll see you on the next one. Thanks, take care.